All right, how's everyone doing? That good, hey? All right. Liam's doing good. Thumbs up. Maybe all the rest of you are just, you've all been shot with darts. Is that what's going on? All right. Well, um, my name is Kimball. That's what it says. And uh, my privilege to be able to speak with you tonight. And I want to say a few things just to start. Um, one is this, is that you may think that you're here at SABC to do a very particular job, like lifeguarding, like wash crew, like dishes. And you say, that's what I signed up for. Or that's not what I signed up for, but that's where they put me. Um, some of you um, maybe have all kinds of different expectations. Some of you may think, well, I, I really want to make some friends or meet someone that, you know, is in this room that's just really great person. And camp's all good for that. But, you know, there is a higher purpose that you're here for. And you may not know that, and you may only experience that at some part. It might be maybe only one week when you're here. Or it might be that you've been here for a few weeks and you're just starting to kind of get the idea of what this place is really all about. And so I want to challenge you that tonight as we talk about something that's, that's pretty important, that you just sort of lay down some of your distractions, some of the things that you're, other things that are on your mind, um, and, and just really focus and not distract the people around you. Um, because there is a higher purpose for you to be here, and this is part of it, is understanding what this camp is really all about and how we take what we learn here back with us because we have lives beyond this place, right? Um, most of us. <laughs> um, some of us live, live here or, or are here a lot of the year. Um, the other thing is this, is that throughout these staff chapels, there has been sort of a trajectory that this has been on. You, you, had your, you have your staff Devo books, but some of you are just kind of parachuting into this week. And so you haven't sort of been traveling this whole journey of the year. And so where we're at tonight is, is applicable to you, but you also maybe just uh, need to look back at some of the other things where, where we've gone in uh, staff chapels or listen to the podcast. Um, maybe you have been, so maybe you're caught up. But understanding that, first of all, we, we started talking about really who God is and who he has revealed himself to us to be in, in this world and in, um, in the Bible and what he's done for us. And so now we get to this. And so there's kind of an understanding at this point where we're at tonight is saying that we would kind of have this idea that, that each of you know and, and love Jesus. And that may not be the case. And, and so we don't necessarily assume that all. You may have come here with a friend um, and you've come here again, like I said, to do dishes or something like that. But hopefully you're picking up things, you're learning about what it means to know and love Jesus. And that would be something that you would at one point in your life respond to. But what we're talking about tonight is, is others, other people that are in our lives um, that, that don't know Jesus. And so the, the question is, how do I care for those who don't know Jesus, right? And so, first of all, saying this is if you don't know Jesus yourself, you can still learn from this and pick this up, and our deepest desire would be that you ultimately would, would come to know and follow Jesus. It's the best thing that you could ever do, and, uh, and so that's um, where we're going to go tonight. All right, so 
there was uh, something that happened a number of years ago down in, in Texas, and there was a small town, a lot of small towns in Texas, but in the small town of Texas, there, there, was, there was kind of a group of kids, they were pretty bored, right? Any of you live in a, like a small town, it's just like, man, what do we do, right? And so even if you're in a bigger town, sometimes you go, man, what is there to do? But these kids were, were kind of bored one Friday night, and they decided they were going to do something that they, uh, they had, I don't know if they'd seen it on YouTube or whatever. They thought this was going to be a good idea. But they decided Friday night, we're going to take some, some paint. So we're going to take some black paint and some yellow paint. We're going to go out outside of town to where there's kind of a big bend in the road, and we're going to paint out the center stripe in the road with black paint. And then we're going to paint a new stripe that's going to kind of go off the road into the ditch. They thought this is going to be awesome. This is going to be like awesome prank. We're going to wait till it gets dark and then see what happens. So, so they did this. They painted out the center stripe. They painted a new one that went off, off the road. And then they went up into the bushes just on the bank of the hill and just like giggling, thinking, oh, this is going to be so funny. They waited, and it was kind of a, kind of a slow road, not too many people going on it. All of a sudden, they see lights coming down the road. And they're thinking, okay, here, here it is. This is going to be awesome. and what's going to happen. And they saw this, this vehicle coming. And as it got closer and closer, they realized that it was actually a school bus. And it was a busload of their best friends who had been in the neighboring town at basketball. And so as this bus came down, their, kind of all their giggles and, and humor changed to shock when they saw the bus driver who was just driving along in the dark. And he followed not the old line, but their new line off the road and, and off the bank and rolled the, the vehicle and, and some of their friends were killed. <coughs> Shocking story, right? Not exactly a great prank. Please ne never do that. But the point of this story is this, for our situation today, is that realizing that for you and me, if we say that we are followers of Jesus, that we are the center stripe for our friends who don't know Jesus. We're the center stripe. They are what, they're what, we are what they are seeing, what it means to follow Jesus. And so that puts a, a high priority on how we, we live and how we care for them, right? So that is primarily the message that I want to share with you tonight, is that, that you are the center stripe in your friends' lives who don't know Jesus. So what we want to talk about tonight is why, you know, or how do we care for them? But first of all, we, I think we need to ask, um, why should we? <laughs> why do we care about people who don't know Jesus? Well, I want to say, first of all, that, that it's because Jesus cared, right? He is our example. He's the one that we look to. And so we see in his life, we see in his character and his priorities, the things that matter to him, that actual like lost people matter to him, right? And so <clears throat> we have this, uh, this one thing that has been a common, I don't know, statement or, or some preachers have used or people have written in books, and they've said, uh, if you were the only person in the world, right? If you were the only person in the world, Jesus still would have died for you, right? And, and that's, a, that's a nice little statement basically saying that, you know, you matter to God, right? You're not just this, it's a, the mass, how many people are in their world? Over 7 billion, right? Sometimes we get lost, sometimes we look at ourselves in the mirror and we say, why 
would God care about me? And so we hear this statement and we say, if, if we were the only person in the world, Jesus still would have died for us. And, and that's a cute little statement, but here's the reality. Guys, back. Okay, I want you to pay attention, okay? Listen, you're not the only person in the world. There are millions of others. There are people in your actual family, in your school, that don't know Jesus. And so the reality is that, that Jesus cares for those people, and this is what the Bible says, that, that he cared for lost people. And, and so this is what he says in 1 Timothy 2, verse 4. He says, he wants all people to know and be saved. That's, that's God's desire. That's his heart, is that all people will come to know him. He wants you to, if you don't. Right? That's his desire. Luke 19, verse 10 says that he came, Jesus came, this is for his reason. This reason. That he came to seek and to save the lost. That's why he came. Okay? So, if it matters to Jesus, it should matter to us. If you say that you are a Christian, you say that you follow Jesus, the things that matter to Jesus should transfer to you, that you should matter, those things should matter to you. Okay? So, we think about the people. All right, so I want you to think about someone in your, your life that doesn't know Jesus. Okay, how many of you can readily identify someone in your life they don't, they don't follow Jesus. They don't know Jesus. Okay. All right. So if you feel comfortable, just tell me, tell me some of you who that person is. Or you could use even a fake name. I don't, I don't care. But just someone that, that you know. Okay. Tegan? Uh, my friend, one of my really close friends, she doesn't believe God at all. And she tried to convince me that um, he isn't like God, isn't real. Okay. And I told her like, all back when I knew when I was a little seven year old. Okay. Okay, still doesn't. Okay, someone else? Yeah, Chloe. Okay, parents. Okay, how many of you, your parents don't, don't follow Jesus? Okay, good number of you. Okay, that's hard. Okay, anyone else? Yeah, Jay. Okay, close people. Yeah. Sorry? Group of friends, and they don't follow Jesus. Yeah, Gage? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So hard, hard things, right? And you face hard questions. So what I want you to do, yeah, Matthew. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what I want you to do is, is just kind of have that picture, that name, that face of the person that you, you know, that doesn't follow Jesus right now to kind of be the context for the rest of what we talk about. Okay. So when we talk about things, you're thinking of that, that person. Okay. All right. So now the rest of you, I, I, I'll be want to be honest. Some of you may not have anyone in your life that you say, "Man, I don't know of anybody that doesn't know know Jesus in my life." Maybe you go to a Christian school, or you've been a in a in a church all your life, um, and, and so it's just a pretty common thing for you to have conversations about God, and and people around you all believe, and so that's that's pretty awesome, but. The reality is, is that God wants us to share the message. And so if, if you have no connection with non-Christian people, then one thing you might want to take out of this today is to say, maybe I have to adjust 
the path that I'm on so that I bump into non-Christian people like a little bit more. I'll tell you this honestly, um, this is a challenge for me as a pastor because I, I work at a church. <laughs> I, I preach at a church. There isn't, not everybody that comes to our church is, is following Jesus. So there's always that opportunity. But I'm also here at camp. And so there's also a lot of Christian environment in my life. And so if I take this seriously and I say lost people matter to God, it was important to Jesus, then I have to say, well, what am I going to do in my life so that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually cross paths with people that need to know Jesus? And so for me, I, I play hockey on, on Friday nights. And there's some Christian guys and there's a bunch of them that, that aren't. Okay. <coughs> Um, I have to look in my neighborhood. I live in North Lethbridge. Woohoo! North side, best side. All right. Um, it, it's a pretty nice, nice area, not like the rough side of, of North Lethbridge, but they need Jesus too. <laughs> right? But the people right around me on my, on my street, uh, my neighbors um, right now, they've, they've walked away from church. They had a bad experience. Um, the other guy beside me, his name is Phil. And, and he's, he's lost without Jesus. Rebecca, do you need to get a drink or something? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, don't, don't uh, collapse here. Okay, so my, my neighbor Phil, I mean, and, and he's, he's an interesting guy. And, and from what I, I, I smell, you know, occasionally, regularly, um, you know, he's, he's in, enjoying um, some kind of plants. But, you know, like, he's, he's in a situation where, um, you know, he talks about things in his life that are hard. So, but he doesn't know Jesus. So there's things that we have to have our eyes open to see who around us doesn't know Jesus. Now, when we think about Jesus, and what did he do, and how was he actually in the world with, um, so we knew that that was his mission, was to seek and save the lost. Okay? So that's what he said outright. That's my mission. Then John 1 says that he came from the Father full of grace and anyone know? Truth. Close. Okay? That's uh, John 1 verse 14. You can write that down and look it up. So he came from the Father full of grace and truth. Now, how many of you would say that you are someone that is full of grace? Like you, you have compassion. You, you just, you're very, you're a soft-hearted person, and you just, you're willing to forgive, and you're just a grace-filled person. Any of you? Okay. All right. How many of you would say that you're kind of like a hard liner on truth? Like you step over the line, or you see things kind of black and white, and someone or your friends or someone they they step out, you're like correcting. Anyone? <laughs> this isn't this. Chantel is this way. What's what's Ben? <laughs> okay, well, I won't say. All right. So you may not know. Maybe maybe you think you're a perfect mix of things. But listen, this is something that we actually all struggle with, right? And and so one of us, you know, some of us, we would be potentially balanced one way or the other, right? And so what I call this, if you're full of grace, it's kind of like, I'd say you're like a hugger. This marker doesn't work, but it's okay. 
Um, if, you're, if you're on the truth side, I call this kind of like, you're like a hammer. Okay? That's, these are like the extremes. Okay? Thanks. Right? So if, if someone steps out of line, your brother or sister, they, they take something from you or they, they wear your clothes, your, you know, your whatever, and, and it's just like, wait a second. Or, or there's a rule at camp and you know someone is breaking the rule. <laughs> All right? What do you do? So oftentimes we fall into this thing. We either are, we're huggers. Oh, it's all good. It's okay. It's okay. And we, we offer grace real easy. Or we're like a hammer and we say, oh, you know, you stepped over the line. You got to correct it. Okay? Now, the thing about Jesus, it said he was full of grace and full of truth. So he held both things completely balanced. He was full of each of them. And, and that's something we can't always do. So in our interactions with people, especially with people that don't know Jesus, we have to model ourselves after Jesus, that he was full of grace and truth. Because we can't have one without the other. And you could argue to say, well, you can't really be someone that's grace if you don't actually tell them the truth. You can't actually love someone if you don't tell them the truth, right? Okay. <clears throat> Alrighty, let's go. Okay, so what we're going to do, just for the rest of the time, I am a, I like acrostics. It helps me remember. Uh, is it acrostics? Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. So the question is, acronym? Yeah, acronym? It's acrostic, it's acrostic. Alright, okay. So here we go. Oh, this is a really nice marker pen, thanks. Okay, so how do we care, all right? So first of all, so these are some, some helpful things for you. So think of that person, right? You got the person in your mind, in your life, doesn't know Jesus. So first of all, what we're going to do is we're going to say, we're going to commit to the friendship. Or if it's a family member, if you can't call your parent, your friend, or your brother, your friend, at least commit to the relationship no matter what. Okay? No matter if, if your friend, Tegan, if, if she comes to know Jesus or not, we, we'd pray, we'd hope, we'd try to you know, love and be full of grace and truth, but you're committed to the friendship no matter what. Because Jesus wants you to, to love her no matter what whatever she does, right? You think about things with your family. You're going to love your, your dad, your mom, no matter what. Um, your desire, your deep desire would hopefully be that they would come to know Jesus. But commit yourself to the friendship no matter what. And if you're thinking of that person in your mind as like a project, okay, now I'm going out, I'm going to like tell this person about Jesus, and I'm going to like give them all the answers that I know and, and I'm going to find out things that they have questions about and I'm going to like Google them and, and you know whatever that's going to tell me and I'm just going to try to convert this person you may not have the fullest joy in the process yet if you commit yourself to the friendship and say I'm going to love that person no matter what you'd probably be surprised at what actually comes out of it 
Okay. Um, in that as well, if you think about it, some of you that don't, you have parents or family members that don't know Jesus, that's probably one of the hardest things because they know you for who you are. Some ways you can pretend, you can fake it sometimes with your friends, or you can go to church and make it look like you're a really good Christian, but in your home, they see you at your worst, right? Your mom, your dad, they tell you to do something, clean your room, and, and you know, you've been reading your Bible, you come home from camp, and you're excited about sharing your faith, and they, they say, I, I want you to clean your room, and, and you don't. <laughs> and then they're like, well, yeah, really good Christian, aren't you? There's that tension. They're going to see you, you know, in, in, those light, in that light. But if you commit yourself saying, I'm going to be a light wherever I am, regardless, that's a good thing. All right. And along with that, you're going to act with integrity. Integrity can be kind of a big word, but basically saying you, you, you actually live what you say you believe. Right? You walk your talk. So if you do that with your friend, whoever it is, so that they actually see it. The thing about this, though, is your, your kids, your, your teenagers, right? You, you've got, like, crazy stuff going on in your adolescent bodies, right? Um, and so you're going to make mistakes. There's going to be times where you, you fail. So the idea of this is not... Not perfect, right? Gage, should I throw something at him? <laughs> Gage has been up early, working hard, okay? So what we're doing is we're saying we're not perfect, right? Sorry, Gage, you're on the podcast forever. Um, you know. Okay, so we're not saying that you should be perfect, right? You're going to make mistakes. And out of that, you'll actually probably gain more trust and an understanding of what it means to be a Christian with your friend than if you're just like someone that looks real squeaky clean. If you have a friend that doesn't know Jesus and you mess it up, like you mess up and you come to them and say, I'm, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? You're actually modeling what it means to be a Christian more than if you're just being a really nice squeaky clean person. Because if you come to faith, the first thing that you have to do is say, I'm a screw up. I'm a sinner, right? That, that's that's enter, entry into the club in the way of being a Christian. You have to say, I'm, I'm a, I make mistakes. I'm a sinner. And I need forgiveness. Okay? Okay. Third is you're going to... All right. Respond in crisis. Guess what? You have tough times. Your friend, your parents, whoever, they have tough times. And if you step into those moments, okay, um, I'll just kind of keep picking on Tegan, but you know what, your, your friend who has questions and doesn't believe in God, she's going to have a tough time in her life. We all do. There's storms in our life. We're going to face it, right? We're going to face it, okay? And so if you are there for them in that, that will actually be more effective than if you're just trying to answer all their questions. Okay, so they're going to, they might have their parents might divorce. How many of you know someone that, that the parents are divorced? Okay, it's a hard time. They might have someone like Gage's, Gage's friend, <laughs> right, who's, they've lost, they've had an accident, there's been a tragedy or something, and, and so, yeah, tough time, tough questions. 
But if you respond in that, if you actually come alongside, when I was in grade 12, a friend of mine, his name was Marv, and, and he, um, his dad died of a heart attack right after graduation. And I'll never forget that when I went to the funeral, everything in me wanted to go to my friend Marv and say, man, I, I'm sorry. And I, I was thinking all the things that I could say. And you know what? I just never did. I, I couldn't, I didn't know what to say, so I said nothing. And it was probably about five years ago, and the, the wonderful thing of social media where I, I you know, I connected with them on, on Facebook, and I said sorry to him. I said, you know what? I've lived with that, that I never actually went over to you and just said, hey, I'm sorry. And I'm praying for you. That was all that I could have said, needed to say. Maybe didn't even need to say that, just be there with them. But I just turned the other way because I was afraid. I didn't know what to say. So if you have a friend that doesn't know Jesus and they are, have a crisis, like something that happens in their life and they're, they're just struggling, it's going to happen. It's, it's called life. Step into it. Respond. And you don't have to say a whole lot, but you can also say, hey, um, can I pray for you? It's a simple, simple thing to say. They could say no, they may not, but if they're really hurting, you know what, they'll probably reach out to any, anyone that cares for them. And you can be that person. Okay, and finally, it's not really finally, it's really important that you engage in prayer, that you're praying for that person. So if you take anything out of this tonight, is that one person that you, you've thought of their faces in your mind. They don't know Jesus. You start praying for them. You start praying every day. Um, God's the one. The Holy Spirit's the one who, who's going to draw them. And, and if we start praying that their eyes of their heart will be open, God, God will be working. So along with that, big E is also expect. Expect God to move. Um, again, don't know if all of you know Jesus, but if you, if you do, if you've come into relationship with him by faith, that's, that's, that's miraculous. It's miraculous that you do. And so there's nothing short of that that if your friend would. And so if, it, if God saved you, he can save um, your friend who doesn't know him. Let's pray. God, you know each person that is represented in this room and those who are in our minds that don't know you. Um, Lord, we, we pray that um, you'd remind us of how important it is uh, to be the center, center stripe. In some ways, it's kind of a lot of pressure, but people do look at us and, and they want to know what it means to follow Jesus. And so they, they look at live examples. And that's us. But beyond that, Lord, we pray that we would um, we'd ask, actually be very intentional about loving them, caring for them, stepping into situations, and, and just praying uh, for their salvation. Lord, we expect you to do great things. Um, we pray, um, yeah, even just uh, as we've just heard for Tegan's friend, for Gage's uh, best friend, uh, for Matthew's dad, uh, for others that spoke up and said things and others that didn't speak up, but just, Lord, these people we love, we care for, we want them to know Jesus. 
We pray that you would draw them uh, to yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank <laughs> you.